Welcome, Panther fans, to the Off Script Podcast. Thanks for joining us once again. Kevin Wheeler, Casey Garrow, and Kelly Dumroff with us. Pat Bostick, we're missing Pat. It's been a while since we've seen Pat, right? I know. I saw him last night at the Panthers' Choice Awards, and I miss him. He was a presenter, but I didn't even get to speak to him, so he hasn't he, been uh, in the chair in a while. He and EJ did a fantastic job presenting they, their award. They could have been the MCs for sure. Yeah. I mean, the MCs did a great job, but they, they gave them a run for their money. They're best buddies. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah, it makes sense. And uh, it's very topical, too. And, and it would have been helpful to have Pat with us for this particular episode because this is coming off of the back of a spring game that happened, the blue-gold game on Saturday afternoon at Heinz Field. That was a amazing atmosphere, as it always is. Fans came in for free. It was a beautiful day, uh, which we haven't had much of. We're sitting in the suites right now in the Peterson Event Center with snow falling outside. So that's just a, a taste of what we've experienced here in Pittsburgh uh, throughout this spring, or so-called spring. But the game itself uh, w was pretty interesting. Uh, a 10-3 final. Uh, it was won on a pick six by Dane Jackson at the end of the game. So Blue wins 10-3 in what was an interesting game. But it was a lot of what was going on kind of on the sidelines that was really interesting as well. A lot of pit football alums returning in case you had the opportunity to talk to most of them. I, I think you hit almost everybody, honestly. Yeah, I tried to. There was a few I missed and I was sad about. But we got to talk to Aaron Donald, Jordan Whitehead, Avante Maddox, Quadri Henderson, some Brian O'Neill, some that you don't even realize that they're alum now because they're just leaving us this year to you know enter the draft and see where they end up. So it was fun to get some time with them. They said they will be back, which you know you still see Aaron Donald after all these years. So I can't wait to see where their careers take them, and you know talk to Brian O'Neill and them again next spring and see where they end up and how their careers are going. Because Aaron Donald, Defensive Player of the Year, I mean, I'm standing next to him. <laughs> it's it's a pretty big deal. It's exciting. Absolutely. I, I got a few moments with him, which was hard because so many people want to take selfies and photos and get his attention. So, you know, he's still the same guy, though. He's a great kid. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's even more interesting, too, because there are people that aren't necessarily recent pit football alums and, or aren't football alums at all. And one of those guys – is Coach uh, Jeff Capel that was there at Heinz Field for the first time. Uh, so it was kind of a cool experience for him being in the place where his favorite NFL team plays on the field, walking around, interacting with the players. Pat Narduzzi, they had a nice little embrace before the game started. I know you got a chance to talk to him too. Yeah, it was great. And he had some of his one of his new assistant coaches there, Coach O'Toole. So that was exciting to kind of see him on the sidelines. They were both kind of like geeking out over the fact <laughs> that they were at a Heinz Field, which is funny because we're there every Saturday. So it was cool to kind of share that experience with them. They also had Jason Richards out, who's going to be um, dealing with player development. So he had some of his staff there, which was nice to see. And I'm excited to, you know, get Jeff Capel out to more games, and especially on a game day. I'm sure he'll be even more excited. But I have never seen anyone greeted like him just walking along the sidelines. People are cheering for him. Welcome, coach. We're so excited to have you. Like, round of applause just for him walking a couple steps. So it was fun to experience with him and see how excited he was to be welcomed by this community. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, he I think he might have got the biggest ovation out of any of the guests that you were you brought, brought to talk to you. And he, you do bring up an interesting point, too. Kind of take that for granted that, you know, we spend our Saturdays at Heinz Field during the fall playing in an NFL stadium that, you know, and you see a lot of college stadiums, they're small, they're all bleacher seats, things like that. They cram people in. But Heinz Field is a comfortable environment. It's a professional environment. And then, obviously, you're able to put on, you know, world-class events like the one that happened on Saturday. Another cool moment, too, that was kind of funny, you got a chance to talk to Johnny Majors, who, who kind of went off script 
himself at the end of your interview and started singing the fight song. Just snatched the mic away from you. He loves singing the fight song. <laughs> I will never forget I walked into, in fact, the media relations office nice. offices, Kelly, where you are at, and he, I, I walked in, and he was doing the fight song. So I just pulled up my phone and started <laughs> videoing him. I think we tweeted out, like, it was a couple years ago because I've been here – more years than I can remember, <laughs> but he, I've, that's like the second time I've seen him do it and never gets old. I always get like a little <laughs> giddy because he's, he's quite the performer and he is so loyal to Pitt. I love it. He'll talk about his, you know, other coaching stops, but when it comes to Pitt, you know, in that fight song, he, he's very loyal to us. And once you're a Panther, you're always a Panther as, as you know, EJ loves to say, uh, our good friend EJ Borghetti <laughs> So back to the, what was going on on the field, really. It was an exciting play that kind of ended the game toward the end in the fourth quarter. Dane Jackson pick six off of Kenny Pickett, what was an amazing play, jumped a route, able to run up the sideline, and really it was a, it was a way to put an exclamation point on the game. And they were, there were talks of would, would they or would they not go to overtime, and then Dane Jackson was like, no, 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 no overtime no for overtime. me. I'm taking this to the house. So let's uh, hear from the guy who was on the other side of that play, Kenny Pickett. Uh, and his perspective on what happened on that play and just his overall performance uh, throughout the spring game. I thought I played well. I thought I made some nice reads. Um, you know, the only bad decision I made, which was borderline, was the, was the pick six. But, you know, he kind of – I think he kind of knew it was coming. He kind of baited it. You know, he bailed out. So that's my read to, to get to go short. But he stuck his foot in the ground, made a good play. You know, sometimes you got to take your cap and, you know, say good play. So I'll give it to him this time. And you hear Kenny's perspective there. And his head coach, Pat Narduzzi, said it, it's going to actually be beneficial for him uh, to take that as motivation – throughout the rest of the spring, into the summer, heading into fall camp, to end the spring game on that low of a note, so to speak, and, and take that and use it to push him forward and, and analyze what he needs to do better heading into the fall, which is going to be probably his first season starting full-time as a quarterback in a Division One setting. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with that. Talking about Pat Narduzzi, uh, it was the defense that came out as the major story uh, for the spring game, and he had some things to say about what the defense did and then just the health of the team also coming out of the spring. He likes where that's at. Let's hear from Pat. You know, beautiful day of weather, that's for sure. Um, not much offense, some great defense, um, and uh, we came out really, really healthy, and uh, that's probably the most important thing. You know, it was 235 on that uh, – uh, on the scoreboard today, I was like, gosh, just give us two, two and a half more minutes here of health. And, uh, you know, we'll go into this summer conditioning as healthy as we've ever been. So I know you guys didn't see a whole, you know, a whole lot of things together. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, it's, again, it's easier to play on defense in a scrimmage like that than it is to protect. You know, our, our depth is not as good on the O-line. Um, you know, when, when it's uh, all scattered out like that and you got one good player, I don't think books are played even probably the last – you know, a quarter and a half. I took George out as well, just to, just as precaution and um, just to make sure we we're healthy. And thanks to all the fans once again that came out and supported the spring game. It was a great event. Let's kind of put a little bit of a bow on that and transition into what we started with a little bit. So the Panthers Choice Awards, first inaugural uh, Panther Choice Awards, and the team moment of the year went to football, of course. For what? Well, the win over number two Miami back in November, which really finished their season on a high note. And it's just that knack of the football team taking down number two teams. <laughs> they like to do that every year. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope it happens again this year with yeah. many more wins. So it was nice to relive that moment last night during the award show. Yeah, we played the video of Bill Hillgrove's call, and it was, you know, he said it himself on the call, this might be the biggest win in pit football history. And there's a lot to choose from, but he, he said it in that moment. He 
he may be correct. And Kenny Pickett, who we just talked about too, one perf male performance of the year for that game and what he was able to do. So congratulations to both of those guys. A Newcomer of the Year award was dished out, and that went to Haley Breckwald uh, of the gymnastics team, who we've talked quite a bit about on this program. And you guys uh, together have kind of put together a little piece on Haley Breckwald and what she was able to bring uh, to the Panther program this season. All credit to Casey on that. I'm not going to take any credit for that one. Well, our video crew did <laughs> quite a quite a good job. You know, Jasmine Brethet, who actually handles, you know, kind of the video side of gymnastics mostly for us. You know, I was with her when we sat down Haley Breckwald and we got to talk about, you know, her being Eagle Rookie of the Year, which she never anticipated, of <laughs> course. And she also won, like you said, Newcomer of the Year last night at the Panthers Choice Awards. And as a freshman, you have to think of all these great accomplishments. But when we sat her down, we talked a little bit about her personality and what she's like. She's kind of a, has a very serious side, but she also showed us a little bit more of her quirky side, which was fun. She talked, again, about being Eagle Rookie of the Year and how her expectations coming in were just to contribute to this team. And obviously, she exceeded those expectations. She talks a little bit about the coaching staff and what they've done for her. And I'm so excited to see what else Coach Snyder and the staff brings in because Haley, I think, is a glimpse of what this future of pit gymnastics is going to be like. You know, a number funny, of the gymnasts. I'm sorry, Kelly. No, you're fine. I was going to say, I think her, uh, her teammates also kind of egg her on in that sense. It was funny. I was walking through the baseball game the other day with Alicia Patrikas, who's one of the sophomores on that team, and it was really crowded, baseball and softball both going on at the same time, and Alicia was like, everyone get out of the way, Simone Biles is coming through. <laughs> Simone Biles, it was just Haley Breckwald. <laughs> you know, I think it's kind of funny, they they, uh, they egg her on in that sense a little bit, that she's obviously the leader of that team, both, you know, as a, as a performer and as just a, a student athlete. Well, I was going to pick it up in that same sense because we had the camera on her teammates uh, for much of the show last night and we were able to see the reactions and them having fun and seeing her take home awards. And the yeah. second award that she was able to take home was the Female Athlete of the Year. So not only do you come in as a freshman, true freshman, take home newcomer of the year, have a fantastic year, but gets to the point where she's the most significant female athlete of the year throughout Pitt Athletics, yeah. uh, very impressive athlete that we're going to continue to marvel at uh, for the years that she's here. So congratulations to Haley Breckwald. Now let's move on here. Baseball, softball, as we just kind of alluded to. Baseball and softball had a good weekend. Both teams were at home. Friday, uh, softball had a doubleheader, split the two games. It was a pretty exciting atmosphere, though. The, the loss in the second game of the doubleheader was a tight one, so it went down to the wire. It was very entertaining. And then baseball took two out of three, had a 14-inning walk-off win on Saturday. And this is the first time, Kelly, that the baseball team has taken three consecutive ACC series. And that's impressive considering that, you know, that where they're at in the Coastal Division, pushing toward making an ACC tournament and maybe even further. But they seem to be clicking at the right time. Yeah, like you said, first time they've ever won three straight ACC series. In fact, the last time they won three straight series was 2013. They won five Big East series that year. So obviously that was one of the best years in program history. So hopefully we can take some momentum there. But, yeah, I mean, a good Georgia Tech team receiving votes nationally. Um, one of the best offensive threats I think we've ever seen. Pretty much everyone on that team was hitting over 300. Um, and then on Saturday, Matt Pidich, R.J. Frewer shut him down. Um, like you said, a 14-inning game. We got two really good pitching performances, including RJ's five innings and 11 strikeouts. Yeah. So that was Career a good high, game. Career high, correct? Career high. Um, so that was a good game. And then, like you said, came out Sunday and, and took the series, which was just crucial for them. Yeah, Matt, Matt Pidich has been impressive. And to go eight and a third in a college game and only throw 101 pitches, yep. 
was absolutely crazy. And you, you go 14 innings and use two pitchers, mm -hmm. uh, you know you got some stellar guys out there. And RJ yeah. and Matt Pidish combining to kind of shut the door and win that game. And then Liam Sabino had the walk-off. Uh, I guess you called it a double single. It was a single. What did you yeah. rule it? It was a single. <laughs> called it a single. He ended up on second base. Don't let him think he can talk to me into giving him a double. Ah, okay. <laughs> it was a nice little celebration. So that was all really fun to watch on the softball side. Sarah Dawson was fantastic uh, in the circle on Friday. So shout-out to her as well for really slamming the door. Complete, complete game. She had uh, a no-hitter for most of it in the first game of that doubleheader on Friday. So – Really nice stuff going on on both diamonds, and that will continue, of course. Uh, so let's get into the next time we meet, uh, what we always do. Uh, our predictions from the last time we actually met here were from a couple weeks ago. Um, so they're almost irrelevant <laughs> at this point. Um, so let's Pretty just irrelevant. let's just decide about what we want to predict for this coming weekend. There's a number of different things going on. Uh, Casey, how about we begin with you? I think softball, which will be broadcasted this weekend, I'm very excited about. Hopefully we have some good weather. It's snowing right now, but I'm praying we have good weather. You know, how well these teams are playing, they deserve it. So I'm hoping for Pitt softball to sweep Virginia this weekend. Nice. Kelly, what do you got? Well, again, I'm just going to stick with baseball. You get to get out of the weather. You get to go to Miami. So I yeah. get to go to Miami on Thursday, but we do leave – very early in the morning, so I'm going to take just a little sadness there. For some reason, I don't feel bad for her. But, I no. mean, it looks like it's going to be 80 pretty much every day, so enjoy So is your the prediction going to be about how much beach time you get? So <laughs> I'm probably not going to get any beach time, but I am going to get a lot of baseball time, and mm. I'm predicting another series win. Four another straight. series win. So baseball has only ever won three ACC series in a season. That's the high. So we're going to win four this year. That would be great. I'm calling it. And we have one of our video members traveling Greg with you. Greg is coming with us. So Joe Lassie from the marketing right. department is coming with us. We're bringing the whole team. Wow. We're going to storm the field. That's Probably a team not, effort. But, but it's look out be great. for that content, guys, yeah. because between Kelly, who does a fantastic job on at Pit Base Twitter, you know, you'll have Greg with her, and hopefully they're a dynamic duo, so they'll team up, team up and do some good work, and I know Joe oh, Lassie yeah. will get in there too. So Joe Lassie. Definitely check out the content, and it's gonna be great. we can just stare at the warm weather from home. Yeah, uh, I feel like I, I won't watch only because I'll be jealous. I'll you know, FaceTime I'll, I'll you. get the highlights. <laughs> yeah, you probably will Facetime me. I'll, yeah, I'll definitely Facetime you when I have an issue with something and yeah. I need help. <laughs> we usually Facetime once every trip for some video, <laughs> but it is for the fans. We want you to see all the great content. So it'll be an impressive series win if they do it. I know that Miami's got three stellar weekend starters. So if that pit offense, which has been rolling recently, can keep it going in the warmer weather and kind of warm up. Uh, and get thawed out from all this cold up here in Pittsburgh that we've been experiencing, then it should be fun. Uh, my prediction, uh, so being on the call of the softball series this weekend, I'm predicting that Georgiana Zaramenko is going to hit at least one home run so that I can debut my home run call for her, which I've been sitting on and waiting. I've been so desperately waiting to use it, and I hope I get a chance to do oh, it. Oh, I can't wait to hear that. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be great. Well, I'm sitting down with her this Thursday. Do, you know, to do a little profile piece. So she better have some good content for me this weekend. So <laughs> yeah. I hope your prediction is right because then we can feature that as well. well with, I, your, I, with your call. Yeah, that would be yes. great. And I, I, we actually sat down with her previously. Uh, we had her on, and I asked her at that time, what would you want your home run call to be if you uh -oh. could choose it? And she couldn't think of one. So I had to come up with one myself. So let's see if she likes it. We'll debut it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it all her. plays out. Yeah, we'll talk to her about it. Yeah. I'll ask her again Thursday if she came up with anything in the meantime. Yeah. I Give have you my, the inside I, scoop. She's, you know, she's a selfless person, so I would doubt that she's, she's thinking character. about her own home run call. I put her on the yeah. spot for that. So, 
All right, guys, that's going to do it. We're going to wrap here for this episode of Off Script. Thanks so much for joining us again. Signing off for Kelly Dumroff and Casey Garrow. I'm Kevin Wheeler. Join us next time on the Off Script podcast. Hail to Pitt.